Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When did you start? When did M notice you? I think, honestly, if I'm being real, let me just take a, a moment and just shout out Eminem, shout out Marshall, because yeah. he he was, man, like, bro. The first song that I ever memorized was Forgot About Dre. Nowadays, everybody want to talk. Like, they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the list. It's a bunch of deprivation. Motherfuckers that like they forgot about Dre. Mm. Like, that, to me, I, my sister, Jeannie, she, I remember it was on cassette. That's how old I am. And I used to, I used to, that's how old I am to the new generation. I used to, um, I used to, uh, she would record it from the radio on side A and then duplicate it so that both side A and B had nothing but forgot about Dre on it. So for all these years later to meet Eminem, and let me tell you the story. So I already know M's known about me probably since my first album came out. He knows about everybody, probably even before then. Like Eminem knows every rapper ever with some kind of relevance, even if you think you're not on his radar, he's studying you and he's watching you and he's ready to take your ass out at any moment. <laughs> like he's like Eminem Savant Assassin. Savassin. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and and um I remember I had this song called Homicide and I Insane. rapped on it. And this is when um uh Paul, his manager, was the president of Def Jam. And so I was like, well, I got this song, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think? And we sent it off. Are you on Def Jam? No, I, I left Def Jam. I was on Def Jam for 10 years. Okay. Yeah, I kept the lights on over there myself, and uh, and it was dope. And I, there was a really good regime of people, and a lot of it was musical chairs, and some people left, and some people stayed, and some people were fuck boys. You know who you are. Y'all were lame as fuck. And some of you were amazing, and you changed my life, and I, I thank you for that. And Shots so, fired. Okay. And so, no, they all know who they are. Okay. And so, the real ones and the phonies. And so, I I, um, I got the song at M, and then I heard that he liked it. And I remember when I made it, there was no pressure. Because the rap is like, fuck rap. Busting like an addict with a semi-automatic who'd had it any ready for anybody to buck back. Hold on, catch a vibe. Ain't no way in hell we leaving nobody alive. Even suicide. No, fuck that. Bobby feeling villainous. He killing us. I'm coming for your man and his lady. And even a baby. I'm feeling like I'm chicka, 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 chicka. Slim shady with rabies. I'm foaming at the mouth. Ain't nobody taking me out. Every single rapper in the industry. Yeah, they know what I'm about. And I dare you to test me. Not a single one of you motherfuckers impressed me. And maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'm full of innovation. I'm tired. All of this high school, he's cool. He's not rap shit. Can a single one of you motherfuckers even rap shit? Notice ain't a diss to the game. This is get like, yeah, this is like. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. Bro, you didn't even warm up. Yeah, I didn't. Bro. But that was a fun one, and then I sent it to him. And because it, it goes, when it goes in the hook, it goes in the hook again. Fuck rap. Wasn't like it. And it goes, chicka, 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 chicka. Yeah. Slim Shady. And I said that. And then I remember, I was like, if M ever got on this song, 
it would be perfect because I feel like he could come in on the chicka 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 and he would say chicka chicka chicka. And I got a call that he was really into, into it. And I was like, oh, okay, amazing. But he didn't do it. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like the fact that he was even into it. And then a couple weeks later, I got another call that they wanted me to be direct support and open for him just before he went on in a fucking stadium in Hawaii. So he flies me and my whole crew. I don't know if I've told this story. Flies me and my whole crew breaking. to Hawaii. Okay. Breaking news. And I'm in this fucking stadium and I'm going to get to meet him. And I'm like so excited. And so I go, I'm freaking out. My what year is this? Red. Bro, this is 2019. Okay. So, you so I'm hype. I'm excited. We go. Or was it 2018? No, it was 2019. And so we go. He walked. Alchemist is there. First of all, shout out Alchemist, one of the illest producers of all time. Ew. Alchemist is there. Royce to Five Nine is there. A couple different homies. And then, um, and then M walks out with this beard. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's Eminem. What the fuck? And I dap him up. And it wasn't awkward. You know where sometimes you get those awkward daps and like yeah. nobody talks about it and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So I dap him up, man. And it was it was it's just like a so, dorp. It was so dope. And then we just start talking. He is the biggest fucking rap nerd of all time. He knows everything about rap. He's so in love with hip hop. Like it was just so crazy. And we're talking, we're talking. And I'm like, Am I being weird? And he's like, no, man, you're good. I'm like, are you sure, man? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm fucking nervous. Like me, I'm such a hard on my sleeve guy. I don't give a fuck. Like, and I'm like, are, are you sure I'm not being weird? He's like, no, man, you're not being weird. You're cool. And we're talking. And it's like Craig and Friday where it's like, I still look high. Like I'm like, I'm like, am, I'm, for real, I'm like, am I being weird now? He's like, no. <laughs> you kept, good. And I was you like, kept okay, checking in. Okay. You were third eye in and the then conversation. I was like, am I being weird now? And he was like, now you're being fucking weird, man. Like, he was like, chill. I was like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, you're my idol. <laughs> oh, my God. So then he's like, yo, I want to play you something. I'm like, okay. This motherfucker gets a CD. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Keep it 90s. Blank CD. Puts it in this giant CD player. Hits play. And he plays his verse on my song. And I couldn't fucking believe it. Because in my mind, I was kind of like, oh, like... Excuse me. I was like, oh, like, well, whatever. You know, like, he he said he would do the song, but he didn't. And we're here at the show. I could give a fuck. I'm just happy to meet the man, you know? And so he plays it for me. He actually did it. And I heard it for the first time. I, and I was just, like, in shock. And then I remember on my way out, after being weird, no, I'm just kidding, I gave him a hug. You know, I dapped him up. I gave him a hug. And I said, hey, man. It'd be really cool, like, if I could actually have that verse, though. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, but, like, if it actually was on the album, it would mean a lot to me. He was like, bro, it's going to be on the album you're talking about. I was like, but, like, really, though? Like, I was like, my dad said he was going to pick me up a lot when I was a kid, and I just got stuck out on the curb all day. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was like, you got it. And I just couldn't believe it. He was like, now you're being weird. No, I'm just kidding. He was like. He was like, there you go. And and then like two days later, I got I got the, the vocals. And then I like put the vocals in the Pro Tools session. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it's me and Eminem. And the best part that I love about it, and I'll go to the grave. Wow. Me and him are like this on that record. Like M, like he'll son motherfuckers. And I really feel like I held my own. And I feel like he didn't try to outdo me. And I I didn't try to go back in afterwards. I just let it be what it was. I did what I did. He did what he did. And I think we both killed it respectfully in our own rights. I mean, he's the GOAT. It just is what it is. But it's like, that was something, bro. That was an amazing moment in my life. 
Dude, I, there's so much you're dropping on me right now. I gotta just just let this wash over me, bro. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was a, it was a dream come true. But I mean that to what a beautiful soul having all of Wu Tang on a record to, you know, I mean all my idols that I met, Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Black Thought, The Roots, Chuck D, Public Enemy. I got a record with Chuck D. You know, meeting Flavor Flav. I remember I met Favor Flavor Flav, <laughs> and what did he say to me? He was like, he was like, man, you're so dope. You're like Mac Miller. And I was like, yeah, if Mac Miller had a black dad. He said, what? What? I said, yeah, if Mac Miller had a black dad. He goes, you're black? I go, yeah, my dad's black. He goes, word? <laughs> And he goes, brother, brother. And he daps me up. And he's like, I didn't even know. Meanwhile, like Wiz Khalifa's performing. This was on my last tour with Wiz. But I've noticed that the OGs and the real ones, they love Logic, man. They love Lo they love me and they they accept me for, for me. And and it's just, I just, I, lo I love it, man. And I think the more that you're you unapologetically, like, first of all, being yourself is the hardest thing you can do. And I've really realized that. Like, you know, this is DJ. His name's DJ Who Kid. Mm -hmm. He's like a G. Shouts like, out. Yeah. Ooh, he's, kid. he's like a, on some G shit. Like he's yeah. like, you don't want to fuck with him. Yeah. And I'll do his show and I'll be like, yes, queen. What's up? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. you got to really be you. I used to be scared to, damn, every time. You I like to this, act like, out. I not even act out. I just like, but I've also noticed some people don't get the bit. You're just having fun. You're playing a character. Exactly. Though. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like, there's, it's a, it's funny, but some people don't get it, but fuck them. Like whoever doesn't get it, it doesn't matter. So you're saying you did that on Who Kid and he didn't get it? No, that. he thought it was hilarious. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. He, he was like, hey, man, you better chill with that. Like, you know, and I think it's funny because I'm like, you know, motherfuckers, will, they'll be like, hey, man, pause, man, pause. I'm like, no, uh, press play, continue, fast forward. <laughs> you're like, yo, yo, this is your, uh, what's Nicki Minaj's other character? What's her character called? I don't know. You know, Sasha Fierce is Beyonce, Nicki. Oh, yeah. This is like another. Alter ego. Yeah, you got alter ego. I don't know. It's like. I don't know, bro. It's funny, but bro, the Eminem story. You wait, you, this is insane. That's some beautiful. Like that, what a beautiful thing he put verses on for you. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, I mean, it's just he's just amazing, and the fact that the dude's like almost fifty or something, like, and he's still killing it, like in rap. And but it's also funny because I've seen rap like shit all over Eminem. Like I've seen them be like, he's corny. Like there was a time in 2019 when it was like a thing to make fun of me. Chance the Rapper and Eminem like it was just a meme like it was just like like when when me and Eminem's song came out people called us tryhards because we were rapping so well I swear to God they were like this tryhard they're just trying to rap lyrical smirical they're really trying and I'm just like is that really where we are where motherfuckers who actually rap and are rapping and like being very clear and, and all this other shit are like, that's not cool. Rapping at a, a supersonic speed, but I can hear every word. For sure. I talked to, um, which is insane. I talked to, uh, what the fuck? Why can't, uh, Funk Flex, Funk Master Flex about that. And he goes, You know why they call you a try hard? I said, Why? He goes, Because they tried hard and couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, I think I talk about these things because adversity is so important. You know what I mean? It's like really important to know that we all go through stuff and we have things said about us. And I just used to be so scared that I would never talk about it. 
because I was like, I don't want people to know they're affecting me or da da da. And now the fact that I'm so open about these these things is like it doesn't affect me. It's like actually a really incredible talking point to talk about one's um, will to overcome, one's will to be themselves as much as they possibly can. Um, and and I just I think that's really important. But with that being said, yeah, the the entertainment as a whole is wild because it's not even like oh shit somebody's writing about you in Source magazine and they gave your album one mic out of five and like they're shitting on you. It's like that's that's easy to deal with. What's crazy nowadays is truly the internet. Like you could cure cancer and somebody be like mad at you, <laughs> but you didn't cure AIDS. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's wild. But that's where we just gotta accept. It's okay. It is what it is. I'll just cure cancer. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, people are always going to find umbrage with something. Hey, you got any dad jokes? Uh, yeah, I, I probably do. Why? You, you want one? I would, lo- I, would, I would love one. Uh, well, here's one. I say, uh, you know. Why you say that like a rapper? I say, uh. I say, uh, hey, yo, I, I say. say <laughs> can I code switch? <laughs> yeah. I, well. <laughs> You know they like they say that like women don't want us to look at their butts mm. in yoga pants. Okay, but I thought they did because it, it's yoga. Right? Yoga stands for yo. Go ahead. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Right? I don't think that's a dad joke. <laughs> it's kind of uncle joke. You know joke. what a dad a dad joke is like? Uh, I went I went and I got a haircut and then he cut the rest off. That's a dad joke. Okay. Here, ask me to give you a dad joke. Give me a dad joke. Yo. <laughs> ask me. By the way, when we text, it's all him joking. <laughs> he really, he doesn't want to talk about rap. He wants to talk about jokes. Ask like, me to give you a dad give joke. Give me a dad joke, Will son. Will you give it back? Okay. <laughs> Terrible bad dad joke. Wait, I don't get it. Ask me again. Give me a dad joke. Will you give yeah. it back? If I give it to you. Okay. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, it's all good. Yo, before because you give me so much time and I appreciate you. What's up with Malibu? We good. Did you uh, a little bit of time? Do you did you? Let's, I, honestly, that was just the intro. Let's talk. <laughs> I got a couple of things to ask you. you. You do go for it. All right. What is it like? Like being such a huge presence in film. Like what? What? How was that? I mean, such an incredible decades bro like of just being on like all kind of movies you know big movies indie movies did this all this other stuff bro like you are amazing bro like i don't think you understand how much joy uh you bring me and have brought me like bro when my mom was fucking wilding out and my dad was smoking crack you know who was there for me be rad (laughs) like you think i'm kidding bro you helped me laugh when all i would do was cry you you when i was going through all that shit that i was going through you let that little boy know that he could make it out and make something of himself. And here I stand before you, and I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there for me when my parents were not. It's true. But... And that's one movie. That's just one. <laughs> you're you're that dude. Oh, stop. Oh, dude, that fucking... It's true, though, man. That's beautiful, dude. I, I appreciate that. I don't. And you're still out here killing it. That, that's what's wild. You're doing your thing. You're having fun. You're being you. But I mean, man, what was what's that like? What was it like? Just just like 
all the films, everything you've done. I come in here to, uh, to take a piss. I look around and I, I'm like, I wish I could, I could touch this many people. Pause. Wow. <laughs> well, Seth MacFarlane says you got a lot of time, dude. You're beautiful, man. I did not expect that. I mean, look, it's hard for me to even. It's a long question, but I'll give you the simplest answer because you're in the game. You know it, and you know. You know, you had a thirty million dollar year. Yeah, for sure, bro. <laughs> um, and you're on stages around the world, touching millions, if not billions. Um, I got a couple billion streams. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just feel that I'm getting it because things have not like when I grew up in nineteen, when I was a child in the seventies and the eighties. My heroes are. Like Anthony Michael Hall, mm. Rodney Dangerfield. Pryor, of course. Yeah, right? Pryor, uh, Ryan O'Neill. you know, different people. And yeah, for some reason, I'm lucky because the generation I'm in from 95 on, the stuff still stays alive mm. because of memes and GIFs yeah. and the internet. Yeah. So, like, movie in the 70s, you don't hear about oh, yeah. as much. Nobody's really talking about, like, Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're but brilliant. They're amazing, yeah. And so... I've now been able to do what I'm doing, but also kind of know that I'm this thing that is still alive and being reintroduced to people yeah. like yourself and younger than you. And I'm like, it's a blessing. I don't even know. Like, I'm just kind of like you are. It's like if you're on stage and you got 50,000 people and you're doing this, you're the guy. It's almost like, would you tell me, would you agree with this? It's like you're doing it, but you're also with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So we're like, I'm in the middle of it, but I'm not like, Jamie, there's times when I'm in bed and I'm like, I can't believe my life. Yeah. But I'm I'm just so fortunate. And I mean, like when I see Scream, even though I've been dead for 25 years, it's like, <laughs> I'm a piece of it, you know, yeah. or, you know, Romeo and Juliet. Like I see, you know, MGK's hair. People are like, yo, you started that haircut, <laughs> like the pink hair. Yeah, he yeah had. for sure. And, uh, you know, like when you said how much you love Malibu, you know, before that, although right now you just made me cry, <laughs> the, one of the most beautiful things is when people really do feel touched by what I do. And I feel that I didn't realize how important it was until a couple of years ago instead of the selfish, narcissistic reasons why I did it. Mm. But now I really, I hate to sound like a cornball, but I kind of am providing acts of service 100 percent. i think you also sorry to interrupt you no you worries. you've single hand i actually did this um i have this new segment i'm gonna be doing on youtube where i'm in front of this like green screen and i basically bust out my rolodex mm -hmm. and i talk about how i know everybody in my rolodex from ice cube to jj abrams yeah and you're in that and i already did wow. a video about you and one of the things that i say um i say that you're one of the few people that i've met you know, who have a career, doing really great, and they appreciate what they've also done in the past. Because me as an artist, I'm always like, nah, but my new shit. Like, nah, my new shit. Nah, listen to this. Like, do da da And, you know, when people pay you compliments on movies from the 2000s or, 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 or 90s, you know, that the real foundation of you as a comedian and an actor and a man and a creative and an artist and a businessman... You're always so appreciative of it. You're always like, hell yeah. Like when we talked for the first time and I told you what Malibu was most wanted meant to me, you were like, that's so cool, man. Like you were like genuinely appreciative of it. And you taught me a lesson because 
so many people would hit me, you know, or I see fans and they're talking about my third album or my first album or a mixtape I did way before any albums. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but like, but like, but my new shit though. And it's like, no, bro, you did that. And you should give yourself a moment to be able to pat yourself on the back and understand that like, you know, for, for me, I am not a, I am not an artist that you can judge on one album or one single or my newest shit. I am a rap Bowie. I am like, you're going to look at my entire collection of music when I'm 50 and be like, yo, damn, he did it. You know, some ebbs and flows, some high moments, some dips, Mm -hmm. but he did it and he's still here killing it. And, and you have set just such a great example of, of what it means to appreciate where you've been. Um, and where you are and where you want to go. So thank you for that. Dude, I appreciate you, bro. I mean, that's just, I, that's a huge compliment coming from you. And it's just, thank you. I feel fortunate to comment on that, to just be able to be able to act, mm. to do comedy. Like, I was such a hard thing to break into. And then when I get it, I think that every success, this isn't, I don't keep this stuff because I'm like, I just keep it as a, mem- a memory of, like, one thing i done to be like, okay, so I did that. Mm. And it's just a reminder when the days are dark, you know, because it is a, an achievement to be able to do something, to create something, and maybe somebody fucks with it. And that doesn't even mean it needs to be on this huge level. Like, anybody else out there watching or listening, it's like the things that you have accomplished as a human being, whether it's a, a great painting that you did in college or whether it's a position that you worked at for 30 years and you know we're able to provide for your family like these are things like it's not all just about fame and glitz and glamour and money man it's like the respectfully the average man and woman or lampshade however you identify out there doing their thing like kudos to to you and, and as creatives and as people like that's just i don't know it's a real thing i have a question for you real quick go for sorry, it sorry i know i'm holding this is the, this is the logic pod I it like really it. Is. I'm sorry. I like it. You gonna do my podcast? Of course. Okay, then I when won't ask you too many questions. When is it starting? I think it's gonna start sooner than later. But I, I still, I've just been kind of, I've been going through my Rolodex and kind of calling people. And Put I know me down. Hey, okay, bet. After Ice Cube, I gotta do. Um, <laughs> I don't know how, but Ryan Sickler. Somehow, I'm opening up for him, and I'm doing five minutes at the comedy club, and I'm terrified. Wait, dude, so you were just on Sickler's pod? Yeah. Awesome pod. Yeah. And so you're going to open up where? You're going to go do five? Go the, the comedy club, the comedy, something, one of them, something. The store or the ice house or something. Yeah, the store, I think. And, but I'm going to go there and I'm going to do five minutes. I think the best thing to do, I think I'm What just do gonna, you want to ask me? What, what? What should I do? Like, what do I do? I, my gut says just tell tell a story. Don't try to be funny. Just tell a, a story that just so happens to be hilarious. You know what I mean? Like the time I broke my dick. How did how did this come about? I was on his podcast and I jokingly, he was like, something, something, you should come, you know, should come to one of my shows and see me. And I was like, you should put me on the bill. Like, and I was just kind of joking. Yeah. And he was like, oh, word. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit. Like it was like too late to get out of it. Well, but I deep down want to do it. Yeah, I know you do. Obviously. Bro. So when, when. The script you sent me was about a guy yeah. who wants to be a comedian. Yeah, exactly. So what? When are you gonna do it? 
I, I think it's in like five days or something. <laughs> like, I'm like, fuck. Like, did you ever? Well, first of all, if you try a couple jokes and they don't work, you can always just bust into some bars in a funny way. <laughs> That's true. You could easily rely on your talent. But or, I don't. I don't think I want to go like Mitch Hedberg. Like, I don't want to like tell. I don't want to just be like. So you could tell is us great when you want two thousand or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to tell a story. <laughs> You could tell a story. You're an amazing storyteller, but it's a matter of if it's going to be funny. I know. I'm nervous. I mean, some of this stuff about your mother is so dark. All of it, actually. Yeah. It's so dark. And yet, so is my dad. So you're so. (laughs) I was going to laugh at that, but I'm scared. He's dark. That's funny. Oh, so it's like your mother shit is so dark, right? I mean, to be blunt with you, if we can. Break the, this down for a second. For sure, yeah. Okay, so when a man, you, what you said about your mother, when a, I mean, I hate to bring it up again, but like you said, when a man rapes you yeah. and penetrates you, make sure you scream. I have AIDS. Yes. And then you go, can I go back to watching SpongeBob? There's a lot of humor in that, mm. even though this is a fucked up thing. <laughs> it's But that's what comedy is. It takes the fucking most fucked up shit, how to make it funny. Mm. I wouldn't say open with that for your first five minute set. <laughs> for sure. But what I'm saying is the lesson there is horrific. That's so horrific. So you don't really want to start there. But you took something and then you, the joke is you are eight and SpongeBob and a counter, a counter, it's the opposite of what is going on. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So not that I know anything about comedy, I would say tell a story, maybe not that dark, but that was. A comedic moment, you understand, okay. to deal with it. I'm gonna bounce some ideas off you. After yeah, I mean, like you had. Thank you for that. Like, here is another great moment you just did. You said, "I haven't seen my dad for five years," and I get him a plane, and he comes out, and the first thing he says is, "Can I have some money?" <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> now that's hilarious, and that's that's that is very uh, believable. Mm. It's in your wheelhouse. It's nice. It's ingratiating. People would feel for you. That could be something that is a lighter version, but it's a dark, deep thing that people would laugh at. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I might I might do that. That's so funny. Take tell a, some dad stories. Tell some dad stories. And just that that right there was, was going to get a big laugh. You don't have to kill it. Mm. It's everything is with comedy. Is, here's the difference between comedy and music. And you probably already know this. I used to play bass. Oh, wow. I got bored. Bass dudes never got chicks. <laughs> <Okay>. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, my, I always loved David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. You know Classic. what I mean? He, yeah, lead singer. So music, you can get up there. You have a hit. People rap along, sing along with it. And you can just, if it's not new stuff, if they love your catalog, you can skate. Yeah. Comedy and you know, well, that, 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 yeah, you can't kind of really recycle jokes. Not at all. Because like, I saw that. Already. The joke is the surprise. That sucks. Yes, and the other I had th- never thought about that. That sucks. Ever. as a comedian. Yes, that's why it's yeah. You have to keep reinventing. And wow. Now, now let's go deeper. When I played yeah, bass, go deeper. Deeper. When I would go play bass, my brother would go a e, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Well, if I if the chord was off, he would say, "Yo, the fucking chord's off." Because you could hear it with the machine or the, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, you can't practice in your room. Like, I could practice bass and be good because I could 
measure the chords against the sound of the chord machine. Mm. Jokes are the bass and the chord machine is the audience. Does this make sense? Yes. So that's why you're going to, you don't know if they work until you try. So bombing or not getting a laugh is part of the process. That's your practice. How do, but does that like tear you apart when you bomb? What is that like? Maybe in the beginning, <sighs> but like right now, if you bomb. If, if I bomb right now, not, bomb? not bad, but if it's a huge event with industry people, if there's like 10 heavyweights on the bill with me, and it's some fucking award show, even if it's televised or not, and you just fucking crash and burn. That's brutal. That can ha that's terrible. But if it's just a show and it's my shit and I'm bombing, you know, I can always. It's like okay, it was just me, but it's about with other people on. So like if Dave's there, it's like yeah. Man. If I bomb in front of Chappelle, that would be brutal. <laughs> but it's also like you want to have your good shit in front of Chappelle, so it's like you gotta. You know, you could kill, but if it's, like, not good shit, you'd kill him with weak shit. So you want to impress. It's just, like, how you, you know, deliver bars yeah. with Marshall. Thank you for that insight. That's something that I never really knew. So, And I, I'm, I'm sure your listeners are really going to appreciate that, too, man. Well, no, dude. It's You could do, you already have this ability. So it's just, like, you should definitely do the five. I'm going to do the five. Should I just do it with a whole fucking accent the whole time? Maybe I play a character, you know? I fucking scratch my balls or something like that. Well, like, your name, it's, like, my name is... Logic. My name is Bobby. My mom is white. My dad is black. And then they laugh. No. <laughs> and then some kind of joke, you know, a simple joke would be, I didn't know whether to fucking, blah, blah, blah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, I, there actually is a story when I was, uh, I used to go to switch schools a lot. It's okay. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I literally come from a house. Everyone's black. You know, that's how I identify it is what it is. So I, I go to school and I'm like looking around. I see like the Asian kids all doing math. I look over here, I see, like, the white boys, like, hanging out, and I see the brothers over on the monkey bars. So I'm like, oh, that's the clan right there. Let me go through. And I start walking, and out of nowhere, I just hear, hey, it's a white boy. I'm like, where he at? Let's fuck him up. And then I start getting punched in the face, and I start freaking out. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the wheelhouse. Something. I'll make it work. It'll be fun, though. I, I think it's cool because not a lot of things get me nervous anymore. No, it shouldn't. I, I, but this does, right? Oh yeah, and that's why it's so exciting, because I because I could bomb, and that'd be great. Because like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm definitely gonna have like two scotches before, and then I'm gonna go up there. I ain't doing that shit's over. There's no way in fucking hell I'm doing it's over, dude. I'm a big proponent of not doing that. That's how I am when I perform. I know, but guess what you're about to do? No, I'm saying when I perform, I don't drink and, alcohol, and you're about to. Perform. Yeah. It's different though. No, bro. You got to go out on the, I mean, you could do what you want, but I'd rather don't just be do a little that loose. Cause I almost, I know. And I hear you. Cause then it's like, Oh, you, you are drink loose. Every time. Yeah. People get in a bad habit. Well, for, thank God I'm not a comedian. So I just, I'll drink the one time and then I'll be good. But you are bro. You know, you like to fuck with it. Yeah. It's fun. It really is great. It's like, it's, uh, I'm excited to do this in the future and be doing it, but damn. Okay. I'll take your advice. I won't drink. Why not? You don't need to. I know I don't need sit to. Sit in it. Ugh, yeah, sit in that. I'm going to have to get makeup before because, like, my neck gets really red when I get nervous. Why do you think I got I got it today? I have this zit on my face. I don't really give a no, shit about no that. No one saw it. My neck gets so red. Like, it's like it's like literally a South Central blood. Like, it's like somehow a member of that community. Like Really? <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, we got to delete that because, <laughs> hold on, I just got to ask you one thing, but hold on a second, bro. Hold on, I got a question for you. 
Hold on. No, I did that. I did that. I did that. Forget that. Okay, listen to me, bro. You just said something. With comedy, I love the fact that you're getting nervous because that means that you respect it. For sure. You mentioned Chappelle. Mm -hmm. He always has one of the greatest sayings ever. You don't always have to be funny. Mm. You just have to be interesting. I guess it's as long as they don't boo, right? That's really what it they're comes down to. They're not going to boo you, or they're not going to boo that let alone you. They would only boo if you said some shit. Yeah, some wild fucking shit. Some Kramer shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I know, but I guess it's kind of like, I don't know. I just don't, I'm excited. It's just, it's something I've never done before, and I, I feel I'm like I'm pretty witty. Like, I'd like to think so. Like, I'm pretty quick on my feet for the most part. Um, but, yeah. Tell a dad story. Do something and do tell another story and then and you like and then I go and then break into that character. Mm. No one will ever expect you to do that character. What the New York character? Whatever you said, I'm gonna be me. Oh, or, oh, that guy. Yeah, the super guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just yes. So do him and do <laughs> somebody who did your hair or something and then like I'm down with you know and I'm down there with the rappers and they're like yeah son and my guy's like let me fix your hair you know, whatever <laughs> yeah, just juxtaposition funny. I love that yeah. yeah whatever you do just ju juxtaposition comedy I don't know anything but I'm gonna tell you this it's all about this the simple thing is when you open the door what's behind it and the more surprising thing that's behind the door will be the bigger laugh. That's hilarious, dude. Like, I love that. Like, you got me thinking. Like, I kind of want to tell a story about the first time I ever got cornrows. Yeah. My sister, she gave me cornrows at Give 17. it a try. Right here. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just telling you the story. But, yeah, my sister, she gave me cornrows when I was 17 years old. And I always wondered if, like, technically it's cultural appropriation. <laughs> because I look white, but I got braids, but I'm black, but I'm not, but I am. <laughs> yeah, I was a good bar. But I mean, wait a minute. Am I right? It's weird. But it's not to me, but, no, but I guess it funny, is funny, though, because I'm saying a lot of people, especially this fucking generation, like, they could see, they could see like, a white dude in a kimono who bought it from a Japanese man. Yeah. And brought it back, supported the, the economy in Tokyo, all this, came back to America, and they're like, you're appropriating my culture. And he's like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to do that. So there's a lot of people out there who feel white people should not have braids. And should not have dreads, which I don't fucking agree with. I think that's stupid. I think it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. Agreed. It'd be different if it was like a white girl named Becky and she got braids. And then after she got the braids, she was like, hey, yo, Chandra, what's up? Like, then she started talking like that. Yeah. I'm like, this bitch got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's not that. But anyway, that just could be a funny. I, I feel like there's something there about being black, <laughs> but looking white, getting braids, and somehow culturally appropriating myself. Yeah, you. you <laughs> That's funny. Uh, if you if you just want to get laughs and you're worried about that, stay within your wheelhouse. Mm. You can do characters. You got great stories. Thanks, man. And rely on a little bit of your bars. But like to me, you kind of have this look of like, you know, I'm black. I'm half black. I'm half white. And people something something, or they didn't know if they wanted me to, or if I was their IT guy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like actually, the first time uh, I ever went to the studio, the like for real after I signed my deal, the engineer thought I was. Uh, the runner. <laughs> the person who goes to get food. And yeah. Shit. Like, it was. And now, now he's my engineer and he, he's one of my best friends ever. But he was like, when I first met your ass. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I also walked in. I looked like I was 16 years old. I was yeah. 25 pounds. Like, that's because a lot of people, when I 
got yoked in 2018, everybody thought it was like I was on steroids and shit. Because I went from 135, 140 pounds to 180 pounds of muscle. But I was like, I wasn't on fucking steroids. I was just a dumbbell, a sandwich, and half of my ancestors building this country. <laughs> just in my genes. That's a good joke right there. Say that's that again. That's <laughs> say that again. So when I started, you know, you were 130 pounds. Yeah. My mom, she actually, when I was a kid, she looked at me. I'm, I'll never forget this. I walked out of my room, and I had no shirt on. I used to always wear like three shirts because I was so self conscious. And she looks at me and she goes, Auschwitz. Yeah, you might want to say that. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's so I crazy. was that small. And yeah. Then, and then I was always like in me. I was always really self-conscious about it because my mother said that to me. Yeah. So then by the time I put on some muscle, everybody thought I was on steroids, which was funny. Or building this, whatever you just said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my, half my ancestors building this country. Bro. Yeah, that's a bar. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they say, like, the black gene, like, you're yoked. Yeah. That is funny, actually. Yeah. I got to use that. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's no different than rapping. It's just comes, things come to you, you spit it out in paper, I don't know. I feel like every time I try to be funny, it's not funny. And yeah. when I just, when I'm just like telling a story or being honest, then it's funny. You know, I went too hard on you with the drinking. Look, if you want to go out there, <laughs> and if you want to hold a Nothing glass, crazy, just a little scotch. And you want to do like an old school, because you are an old school guy Thank in you. the terms of you love Sinatra. Oh, for sure, yeah. So if you want to go out there and rat pack it and be like, "Luck be a lady tonight," and let me tell you a story about my dad or whatever, yeah, go for it. I mean, it's your first time. I Don't put any pressure on yourself. <laughs> you just completely flipped the script. Why? Because before you were like, you have to go out there and experience everything. <laughs> and then now you're like, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, because I felt bad because you were like... You, you know, if you want to, I just don't want, I hate it when comics rely on booze before they go out. I, I don't do that. I actually have a, I know you don't. Yeah. I, I do not rely, cannot do it, but that's a different setting. That's like, like if I started to somehow become a stand up comedian, I don't know. How you fuck, could. I don't think so. But if somehow I did, I wouldn't be drinking fucking scotch every night. Of course you would. You know? Two questions before you go. Uh, do you think that if, if you, by the way, you can get with somebody and bounce ideas off them. And then get a couple of fucking jokes. It's fine, but because it'll be yours. Do you think that comedy? Because you, you're, you're the fact you love comedy, dude. And I what's love, beautiful about you me. is you respect it totally. And it's it is. I have to piss. I'm gonna piss my pants. Go for it. And what I'm saying is, I'm just gonna keep talking. So, damn, it was that long. No, <laughs> and then we're almost here. And I got one question. Animal. Last thing, and I'm done. <sighs> you the man, bro. No, do your thing. I'm good. Do your thing. That's good. That's the water, bro. This should be really funny. This is like a bit. Should I keep this on the pod? Wow. You drank a lot of water. <laughs> it's a bit now. It's a bit. 
Wow, you really needed to do that. About an hour 40. Sorry, bro. I'd rather you do it. New variant. The logic variant. Bro, I'll wrap it up and we'll be done. I, I, uh, one time I was at this fire-ass restaurant. Yeah. I was in the bathroom. And I peed. And my security guard peed. And yeah. we're washing our hands. And there's a guy in a stall shredding it up. Gets Is that out. Skiing? No, no. He's like taking shit. Oh, okay. Gets out. Looks at himself in the mirror. Walks out. Doesn't even wash his hands. Oh. He was the fucking chef. Oh. We bounced. I left. What restaurant? Say I, it. Yeah. Say it. Honestly, Say I don't even remember. I was on tour. Uh, it was like some random city. Fucking disgusting. Okay. Last question. Okay. Do you think, because you love comedy so much, you're getting in the podcast, you're going to do five minutes. I know how much you love comedy. You respect comedy. Yeah. I say comedy is more is the most important art form at the moment. You, as a, one of the world's top musicians, how do you feel about that? Because I feel that comics are pushing the envelope with truth. I agree, and I think that they should push the envelope, and I think you have a lot of sensitive people out there. Um, and I think that the reason they're so sensitive is because they have endured so much, and to, the, to them it's not a joke. Um, and I get that, but I just always found it really fucking lame that somebody could like laugh at black jokes, laugh at gay jokes, Laugh at this joke, laugh at that joke, but then you make a joke about cancer, and they're like, how could you? And they start heckling you because maybe their mom died the fucking slowest death ever of cancer, and so it hits them. And in a way, I really get that, but I'm like, bro, let's laugh about it. Let's not, that, that's what this is for. It's why I love people like Chappelle. It's why I love people like yourself who take pain and have everyone laughing at each other. Like, to to tell a, a, a joke, a stereotypical joke, and say some shit like, oh, some, 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 black people love fried chicken. Like, that's funny. It's funny because it's a stereotype. It doesn't make it fucking true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love fried chicken. I'll tell you that, but I'm saying, who doesn't? Half of you does. Exactly. But but that's the joke. Yeah. Like, what you just did right there. Like, I love I love fried chicken, too. I mean. I know. But, I mean, people, they they just get so upset, but I think it's because it's, like like, personally. You know what I mean? There's just some things that you... Can or can't do, or you know, Dave Chappelle says something calls calls a group alphabet people like that's funny. I don't think that discredits or takes away anything from that amazing group. I think that's a joke. I think it's literally a joke. I think if Dave Chappelle was on some like talking shit about people like true hate crimes, it was like they all need to burn in hell. Like I'd be like, fuck you, dude, mm -hmm. and because that's a bad person. That's not a good person. Mm -hmm. He that he is. The furthest from that. Mm -hmm. He fucking loves everybody, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I agree. And then even though he just makes some wild ass jokes sometimes, but it's like it's great. That's our job, though. Yeah, we push you right up to the line. Yeah, you know, and maybe push over it, but not in a bad way. Never to hurt someone. Never. Comedy is an examination. That's it. Uncovering the truths, uncomfortable as they are. Bro, thank you. You're an animal, man. Thank you, man. Where's the album? Spotify, College Park. Who gives a shit? You don't give a shit? Yeah, I'm just here. I'm just here to be me. All right. Who gives a shit? It's a new <laughs> album. Bro, I love you, bro. Love you Thank too. Thank you man. for Thank your you. time. I'm dude. glad we're homies and I really yeah. want to stay I want to stay tight cuz you're a good you're a good dude and I'd love to have you on my podcast. And you should come to the show. I'm, gonna pl I'm playing YouTube I'm, theater in a couple months. So I'm like, in. 
Just yeah, actually, I mean, you know what you should do. Wow. <laughs> I would love. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 That'd be crazy. You come out, little, I introduce B Rad, and you come out that motherfucker. I need help with my bars, but, bro. But we could do something from even like some shit from the movie or something, like something funny where we just like make a beat and you like, I got my neosh, like just something <laughs> yeah. hilarious, and you got the whole drip and all that. You got cornrows up there. You got cornrows down, down there. Down there. <laughs> How did you say that? What, wait, what is the? What yeah, did, yeah. Wait, what did you say? Because I've never. I, I know the whole movie, but there. When you're like traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick. And look kind of car sick. There's a Ford Maverick, and then there's a another time, and you go, it's. Um, I I don't know exactly what you say, but it sounds like I buy y'all cars. Yeah, that's it. You say I buy y'all yeah. cars. I buy. It goes. That's a million dollar song right there. I buy y'all cars. What does that mean? Meaning, like, kind of what we were talking about in the deepest way, what you were saying earlier about the pain of people asking oh, for okay. money. So you were saying, so like, I'll, I'll, pay, I'll make I, a million, I'll buy y'all cars. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. But just the way it was said, it was just so funny. What a great, yo, we got to do something. I mean, we should just fuck around, release the song, just do the song and then drop it on Spotify. And- I'm in. I'm in as long as I'm in the pocket. You know, it's been know, a minute. You be in the pocket. When, when are you free next? Because, like, you think I'm joking. Like, you need to come to my crib. Yeah. I'm going to Florida this weekend. I'm Megacon. And then after that, I'm back. All right. Then what we'll do is we'll make it a twofer. You'll come over. I'll interview you. Don't yeah. worry. It won't be for two and a half hours. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, I'm just being My funny. bad. Well, uh, the piss was a 30 minutes. <laughs> That's my funny. Man. So I'll interview you, and then we'll we'll make a fun song. And it ain't going to be crazy. It's going to be eight bars. Bro, I'm down. I could do 16. All right. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for being, you know, so kind. And Dude. Um, thanks for having me, and I appreciate you. And thanks for letting me be uh, so open and, and, and honest, you know. It's a weird. I will say it is really weird being me and, like, being really cool with me. And navigating through a bunch of people that aren't—that is a weird thing. It, you, like but you, racially, ra- yeah. This is a—it's uh, a funny thing. But I like—I've actually—I'm not like in it anymore. Like I'm in, in like talking to you about this. It really shows me that it's bigger than me. So that's why I just step back when people have their opinions on what it is or not, and I kind of watch it like a TV show and I see how it goes. Because there's just so many millions and millions of people that love me, man. And they're there for me. They love you, dude. You're loved. Yeah, I know. And it's crazy. You're loved. I just want to say thank you to anybody out there who does love me. It means a lot. You're loved, bro. And I I can't even imagine what you've gone through because I do know people that are mixed race. And I don't know the story, but but since you're so you're mixed race, but you really people don't realize that you are. Yeah, and I can't imagine what you felt like you never fit in, but that's why you're a beautiful artist. Thanks, because you took the pain, and then you made it into flowers. I appreciate that. So, uh, I'm fucking starving. Yeah, <laughs> yo, peace. Watch Logic. Much love. College Park's out now. You guys are incredible, dude. Thank you yeah. for your time, bro. Thank, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. you. You're incredible, brother. And you got me for at least six bars. Bet. Thank you. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 